1: Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio.
2: All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio.
1: I'm Gary McNamara. He is Eric Harley. Good morning.
2: We had stated a couple days ago. All right, Pete Ducey is uh, back, and I mm. uh, can't wait till uh, he asks a question to Corinne Jean Pierre or President Biden, as he did yesterday. Mm. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Is that what? Never talked business. Anymore? I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you it's why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. And then he turns around and walks away. So he didn't stay there to continue the discussion, just turned around and walked away. So uh, and uh, the information uh, that had uh, come out uh, yesterday from James Comer, more of the uh, bank transaction shows 20 million dollars flowed from Kazakhstan, China, Russia. And this I don't think it includes I'm don't I didn't see where it includes the other the 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 Chinese uh the actual bribe from Burisma and China which would be an additional 20 million dollars I believe right because these were other figures uh like well, like the ex-wife the uh the uh uh oh I can't think of her name uh the ex-wife of the Moscow mayor mm-hmm. the transfer 3.5. Millions, So mm-hmm. this would be outside of of uh, of that. And I don't have the accounting from the Republicans, but it was a really interesting day because we've all we've gotten to what we believe can be the the Democrats being pushed into the furthest corner possible with their defense, which seemed to be tell us what the exact bribe is or. If you can't prove that money went to an account of the president, well, then there's no bribe. Well, that's not mm. necessarily true. Mm. That's you know yeah. you don't that isn't how it works, and you don't need to have and the money go into his particular account. It was really a pretty weak day for them. The defense is now, which two and a half weeks ago was, hey, he said he never, ever even discussed any business with his son we know that's a lie and one of the interesting things brought up yesterday was well you know he was out there saying he my son did not make any money from china how would you know if you didn't know about what your son was doing right without you didn't know (laughs) you didn't know how do you how do you know that he didn't make any money you don't know that you don't know anything about his businesses you said you've never discussed it so you don't know and so both of those we now know are lies. So you've got those two lies. But the biggest problem, as we've stated for months for the president, is on. you saw the problem that Russia collusion was for Trump. And there wasn't a speck of evidence that he colluded with Russia. It was all made up by the Hillary campaign. You saw how long that went on. And Based then, on nothing, by the way. Based on... Only the allegations
0: that Clinton and the Clinton machine and the Democratic Party and the left came up with, not based on findings. Even the dossier itself was made up.
2: Yeah, there was there was nothing, uh, you know, the they they would refer to the dossier. But the next question is where the dossier come from. Yeah, right. Well, uh, intelligence services, what intelligence services? Who? Who did it? What's going on? You know, everything was always, you know, very blurry. And then we mm. now know that the the uh, dossier was paid for by by Hillary. And they were fined uh, by the F, uh, Federal Elections Commission for basically lying about where that money was going. Mm. And so, you know, and so we know that was a setup. Nobody, the Democrats don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> well, no. But in this particular case, the biggest problem for the president, again, I know we've said it over and over again, but it's important to understand the difference in it. And the difference is the evidence is not the Republicans making an allegation and then trying to cherry pick evidence. This all started with the Hunter Biden laptop. This is in Hunter's own words, the president's own words, the voicemail, Mm -hmm. uh, and the hunters own emails internal emails from him and his business associates that's part of where the evidence comes from the other part of the evidence comes from the whistleblowers that have come forward under oath and thirdly is what's been coming out now the bank records the bank records don't lie And so the Republicans have consistently, in this investigation, built their case around evidence that comes from Hunter Biden, that comes directly from, I shouldn't say the whistleblowers, but the actual FBI, Yeah, the whistleblowers, and bank records, which are suspicious activity reports where private banks believe illegal things are being done. And so they reported to the Treasury Department, and that concerns the 20 LLCs, the 20 uh, shell companies that the Biden family set up to move money through it. None of those things the Democrats debated yesterday. None of them. No, they simply said the defense yesterday was, uh, well, I don't even know if we, if Elizabeth Warren just said, well i'm concerned about all corruption and then went on to uh the supreme court she yeah. wouldn't even she wouldn't touch it nobody really wants to touch it at all except to make those i don't know almost i don't know it's almost i, I don't know why I, I it's almost like the terminator going down in the molten metal and you know got his thumbs up like i got one last thing or whatever mm-hmm. i'm drowning and i'm I'm just trying to one last, one last thing, one last thing, one last bit of hope. But it's really, um, it, you know, it it's bad. It's bad for them, and they know that it's bad for them, and they know they can't defend it. And I just wonder what they do now, because you still have now they're probably going to get Eric Schwerin to testify, to give a deposition. And then you go right to Hunter Biden. Well, and, you give, and you if you an,
0: look at the memo yesterday, the, we had the question for and have had for a while. Could there be money from other sources? We've been focused on Ukraine. And Burisma, we've been focused on China. But are there other sources? Were they working every source they could? And did they think they were just going to get away with it? I mean, clearly they did. The money landed. And now that's been demonstrated when the bank records start hitting, and then you can complete, and this hasn't happened yet, but eventually they're going to have to complete, to tell the story, the entire money trail. Everything is going to have to be there from start to finish and then pair it with the actions taken by then-Vice President Biden and what he did in return for that money. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest. At a great price. Book online at motel6.com and use the code CPRedEye to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPRedEye. That's the letter cp Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... Out of thing. Paula, while certainly you can
2: mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on thirty thousand dollars a year. Right? I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was a hundred percent. You need to make more money, make smarter choices,
0: and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen.
2: The 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 problem is here, and and uh, you and I were playing the whole that we played the Jake. Well, let me play it here. Let me just I'll I'll play right right here. This is uh, uh, Jake Tapper with Elizabeth Warren uh, uh, yesterday as they sort of struggled to get through this all. Here we go. Republicans on the House Oversight Committee um, say that they have identified more than 20 million dollars in payments from foreign sources to the Biden family, including Hunter Biden and their business associates. So far, we haven't seen any direct evidence pointing to Joe Biden, President Biden doing anything illegal. Uh, And I don't necessarily uh, know what's everything that's in this. But I do wonder on on a broader level, the 30,000 foot view of this, uh, people close to Donald. I mean, people close to Joe Biden or people close to Donald Trump. But I'm talking about Joe Biden making tens of millions of dollars because of their closeness to him. That can't be something that you like. That can't be something that you're comfortable with um, as a phenomenon. Look, I I always worry
0: about the influence peddlers in Washington, regardless of party affiliation. One of the things, as you know, I've spent a lot of my time in Congress working on is how we bring just more ethics and more oversight in general to uh, everything that we do in government. Look, we've got a United States Supreme Court.
2: That's where we can end, right there. Yeah. Because she changes the topic. Right. She can't answer it. She's she's against influence peddling, doesn't get specific on any of the allegations, Mm -hmm. doesn't defend him at all. And then moves right on uh, 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 to that. Jake Tapper tries to downplay it by saying, well, people close to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Trump made money. Be specific. Give me the specific situations and tell me how they relate to what's going on with Joe Biden. It's
0: not about making money. It's right. about getting money in exchange for political action Yes, from, at that time, the second most powerful man on the planet.
2: Because you have to ask, because we can say this, you know, because the, the Trump thing's been brought up before. Trump is actually in many legitimate businesses. Mm-hmm. We know that. He's always been in legitimate businesses, always has been. He's been in the private sector for a half a century. So we know that he has services to sell and people close to him, because I'm sure he was talking about Kushner, Jared Kushner, have been in business for a long time in the private sector. If you wish to go through that, go ahead. But the difference is the Trumps have had legitimate businesses. Trump has for over a half a century. The Bidens. Joe Biden has never been in the private sector since, in fact, since he has been in Congress over, what, 50 years ago now? It it, it, well, in the, in, the, in fact, yeah.
0: you could you can say, and many have said, that by Trump getting in officially and then becoming president, the Trump brand, and by the way, it is actually a real brand, was tarnished by that because immediately you created enemies out of people who adored you up until you did that. Oh yeah, he lost business. He lost money. Trump, and and Trump, and, and right. so these are two very different comparisons.
2: Right. And very if, different scenarios. And so the problem is, what business are the Bidens in?
0: They're in the why, Joe Joe what,
2: business. Why did they? In. Why did they set up twenty LLCs? Right. Why did they set up twenty over twenty fake? corporations and why was money being funneled to nine different Biden family members where there is absolutely no evidence of any work done for that money? Those are the questions that the Democrats can't answer. They won't go near that. Nope, they won't. So they'll just deflect and say things like, uh, uh well, there isn't a direct line to Joe Biden yet. Mm. No, but you know, there's not a direct you know line. Well, probably that wouldn't happen. In the evidence that exists themselves, yeah. the people that wish to give the Bidens money and Hunter Biden talked about the fact that you can't directly give it to Joe Biden. Right. They talked about that. Right. That we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad now. It's really bad. And I just wonder how how can Biden do any type of press conference at all right now? At all. It's going to be interesting when Kareem Jean Pierre well, well, is can't, back. Unless at you at want the to White do House. it
0: with the Weather Channel.
2: Y- yeah, you're right. Weather Channel, ESPN3.
0: Yeah. I mean, you. You're just not going to, you're not going to be able to talk to the press. I don't know how you get through a debate season. And the general debates, there will be what, maybe three? Unless they say, no, he's not going to dignify (laughs) Trump's position or whatever if Trump is the nominee.
2: Well, the problem that you have, again, is uh, we we still don't know what else is coming in the form of evidence. And you've still got... Uh, Eric Sherwin and you have Hunter Biden that they're going to have, I'm sure, give depositions. Well, the left be, clearly be, before you have an impeachment inquiry.
0: Yeah, the cl- clearly the left. We were right. The left doesn't know what's going to come out and how much because yesterday they were fully unprepared. Everybody from Elizabeth Warren to Politico and anybody in between,
2: even you can tell, even. Um... Jake Tapper doesn't know where to go. Yeah. Yeah, where do you, where do you go? I, I still don't know I I still don't have everything in front of me, but it would still seem from 30,000 30, feet. Shut up. God. By the way, <laughs> uh call uh Chris Cuomo, your
0: your old colleague over there at, uh, where's he at? News Nation. Yeah. Yeah, call
2: him. He knows how to ignore topics, <laughs> major topics. 86690 Red Eye. Many farmers who incorporate cover crops got started in it because of incentives, either cash or crop insurance discounts. The question is...
0: Once that incentive payment goes away, does the farmer stick with cover crops?
2: And the answer is yes. Dr. Rob Myers with USDA Sustainable Ag Research and Extension Group, University of Missouri, telling reporters Tuesday that according to a nationwide survey of farmers...
0: 67% said definitely yes, they're going to stick with cover crops after those payments end. Another 22 almost 23%, probably yes. So we're looking at about 90% are saying they're either definitely or probably going to stick with cover crops.
2: And on the flip side of that...
0: We only had about 3% that said they would stop using cover crops either probably or definitely, after the incentive
2: ends. So the role of incentives may not be so much to help farmers continue using cover crops, but rather to get them to start using them in the first place. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture.
0: This report is made possible by Senex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants.
1: Lines open for your calls. 866 90 Eye on Red Eye Radio.
2: He is Eric Hurley and uh, I'm Gary McNamara at the State Department. Also, they're having uh, trouble answering questions Hmm. uh, after the president met with the uh, excuse me, not after the president met, but after the Gold Star family members spoke out the other day Mm -hmm. about being lied to by Biden and the, the Pentagon about Afghanistan in general and then being insulted. The one. Uh, Gold Star mother talking about the fact that Biden was comparing the death of his son, Beau, as if he died in action also and how much that hurt her. Here's some of the questions that uh, was thrown at uh, the uh, State Department spokesperson, Matthew Miller, yesterday.
1: What about Do you still believe that this is this was a success because they have a real hard time when the administration calls we, this withdrawal a success, do you still believe it was successful We believe
2: it was the correct policy choice. But again, but it, well, Hold on. Well, we believe it was the correct policy choice. But again, I would never want to quibble with a family member who has suffered such an enormous tragedy. But
1: I think it's, I, I think yeah, that
2: word I, is... I'm going to move, I'm going to move on to some, someone else. Uh, you call <laughs> it doesn't uh, yeah, want to answer yeah, the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, we're not going to yeah. talk about this
0: <laughs> anymore. Yeah, because you can't.
2: No, you can't.
0: And it's reprehensible. The well, entire thing. No, there's, nothing that, there's nothing about it. There's nothing about it. Except for the, the, the service of those who were on the ground and their families. If you want to see honor, that's, that's where you'll find it. But in this administration, from everybody that was involved, the entire chain of command,
2: it's reprehensible, we'll talk, and there's no exception we'll to that. We'll talk more about this from the bottom of the hour, but uh, this is something that I was just running through my head that to me is almost unprecedented. I've never seen this, where nobody in the administration can answer any questions. I mean, this there there is a paralysis of not being able to communicate yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. on any single issue. He yeah. can't even communicate effectively effectively with the Democratic leaders of cities and states who are filing state of emergencies because of the migrant crisis. It's almost like complete paralysis. We'll talk more.
1: Consider yourself canceled if you don't listen nightly. Red Eye Radio.
2: And he is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. And just, we've covered politics for a long time, and there are some things that are just completely and totally unique. And, and one of them, as I just mentioned before, as I was just thinking of everything that we've covered tonight, there seems to be, you know, with, with you know uh, Biden talking to the Weather Channel. Oh, my God, you talk to the Weather Channel because, you know, you're not going to get any pushback on anything. And and uh, he can't do an interview with anyone. Corrine Jean-Pierre has lost the room. Uh, You almost have a. A uh, an entire administration, whether it was the State Department that you just heard there or, uh, you know, any, you know, Pete Ducey asking him a question turning around, walking away. He can't answer questions. The State Department can't answer any questions. Corrine Jean-Pierre can't answer any questions. Uh, they can't even communicate. The White House can't even communicate effectively with Adams and the uh, Mayor Adams of uh, of uh, of uh, New York and, and uh, the governor of Massachusetts, Healy, about the migrant situation, where they're now calling it a state of emergency in Massachusetts and begging people to take migrants into their homes. And there is no effective communication between the white house. You know, when you and I talked about it earlier and it was like, well, we're going to send a representative to talk to Adams, pick up the damn phone. Yeah. Can't even pick up the phone. There's no effect. I have never seen an administration with such paralysis in not being able to communicate any type of message except what you have seen, they keep pushing the fact that the economy is doing great and people are happy. And the media is actually covering that portion of it that they seem to be talking to people who can't hear them. <laughs> I mean, it's just the most bizarre thing. And to make it even further, I want to play one more audio cut here. This is Democratic Representative uh, Jamal Bowman on New York City's migrant crisis. Now, listen to this, because this is also really interesting. We need leadership from President Biden, period. Democrats are looking bad right now uh, in New York State. And that's unacceptable when we have to win at least four congressional seats to take back the House. So they know. They know. There's complete paralysis, and if it really wasn't. And, and the thing is, they believe they believe that the Trump situation is the buffer that they need to continue it. But the fact is, everyone, there isn't anybody that isn't in the White House press corps, Democrat or whatever. There isn't a Democrat out there. I don't care whether they're on MSNBC or whatever. They know Biden's in big trouble. But it is just amazing. It's just the uniqueness of this administration that I've never seen before, ever. There were always people, you know, you think about it. There were always people that could communicate effectively in the Trump administration. Trump may have had problems, but he had a ton of people that could communicate a message effectively. They would talk and they would answer your questions. You can't get it here which i find which i which i have that perverted sense of all as i call it i can't believe that you have an administration that continues to move forward yet can't explain anything that they do doesn't try to explain it when they do it's a lie and so they revert back to well we're not really going to answer your questions Or, uh, yeah, you're right, move on to the next one. And they just keep moving on to questions without ever answering the question that comes before them, whether it's the State Department, whether it's Biden himself, whether it's Kareem Jean-Pierre, nobody, whether it's Mayorkas, nobody can, whether it's Ray, nobody can answer a damn question. Think about it. You don't get any answers from this administration. And when you do, it's a lie and then they realize it's such an obvious lie that they revert back to not answering questions and attempting the filibuster. And it's so obvious. It's, it's not being able to govern.
0: It's the inability to govern. This current president never had to govern up until January 20th of 2021. And he's fully incapable of doing it. He's also fully incapable of... Of implementing the liberal playbook. The liberal media shows up in the press room every day. Doing what they have done with liberal administrations for years. Give us our talking points. Something we can sell to our readers and viewers. And that's all we ask. Spin it for us and we'll repeat the spin. Then you add to it. Where we started the liberal media basically going after Biden and the bizarre set of lies he has told for years. They wrote the story on that. And they look at it and it's because the problem is when you're a wholly dishonest person, you're dishonest with everybody. Now he's trying to go by the liberal playbook. He's doing liberal things, but he doesn't, for this he he doesn't understand why he has no idea how to do any of this he's just throwing things at the wall and if they stick fine if they don't stick fine but he's not going to sit and talk to anybody and why is
2: that because he's a wholly dishonest person well when you when you look at it um and because now we're entering the the part of you know the 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 part of a four year presidential uh reign that the campaigns are starting and Trump has no problem talking about everything right Ramaswamy has no problem talking about everything mm-hmm. uh i believe that as you get closer to the first debate you're seeing all the republicans opening up you I, I believe Christie is you know going to go after uh, uh you know Trump uh uh, pence is going to learn how to pump gas uh you just see that the pumping gas thing mm.
0: yeah it? it was really horrible first of all he gets out of his truck probably not his truck and that in the gas uh door the where the gas tank is is already open and then he starts to put he puts the The nozzle in
2: never uses the credit card or anything. Never uses
0: the credit card. (laughs) Uh, And, and I mean, he just got eviscerated people making the point. The guy probably hasn't pumped his own gas in decades, but it was, it was horrible. It was someone, someone wrote, how do you, uh, how do you connect with your fellow gas purchasers? You don't, by, by the way, you don't even have, they went too far. They were trying to prove something nobody would ever buy. And all they had to do is have him stand near a gas station. Right. And With, point and just over his shoulder. Anybody remember $2 a gallon? I remember
2: it. Yeah, the sign behind. That's all you did. Yeah.
0: And, and now here we are, and the energy policy is absolutely insane. We have what we need here cheap energy, plentiful energy. And it creates thousands, millions of jobs. And we refuse to do that. And I refuse to let this go on any longer. And if I'm president, blah, 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 blah. And there you have it. But they were trying to create a scenario that wouldn't apply to Mike Pence. And nobody's going to buy it coming from
2: Mike Pence in a million years. Yeah, it was. uh, When, when I saw it, I went, wow. Because the, the people, you know, there are people around him that are saying this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. They've got production people. We need to put this production together. This is going to be this little commercial ad here.
0: Yeah. Wow.
2: I'm convinced you're right that that we could become political consultants but they we get fired because we... It, if I well, saw
0: that, I would... It, yeah. and if, they, if they said, hey, we want to run this by you before we place this ad...
2: Then I, then I quit if you run this.
0: Well, and I would just tell them, you don't run this. You don't run it. You don't yeah. run this. And whoever came up with this idea, specifically, you're gone. Who is it? Yeah. Raise your hand right now. You're done. And because he, you can have the visual. But don't try and make the visual something that no one's right. going to believe.
2: But you will have everybody come out and be talking. I mean, even Pence will be out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had to, we had to talk about that that little thing that happened yesterday. But everyone will be talking, including Robert Kennedy Jr. Mm-hmm. Everybody will be communicating a message. Now it may not be effective, but there is a message that they wish to communicate. They may do it badly, but they're going to be willing to talk to. Almost anybody that they possibly can. Yeah. And even challenge the mainstream media press. They should be willing to challenge the mainstream media because you can defeat any argument or any question that they have. And so you're going to have this on one side. And then even in the Democratic Party side of it, you're going to have it. And then you're going to have Cornell West out there, you know, as the the Green Party candidate doing it. Mm-hmm. The only one who won't be communicating any type of message will be Biden. Well, then it's different. Yeah, this exactly. is different than 2020. It's right. a whole different ballgame. No, it's ball very out.
0: different because in 2020, you could get away with hiding in your basement. And now you're going to have to have something. You're going to have to get on the debate stage. So then if he doesn't do debates, if, he decide, if they try the playbook from 2020, using whatever excuse, and by the way on that i don't know how i would advise i would be more inclined to say yeah turn the debates down as damaging as it ultimately it would be you put him on a debate stage with anyone it's going to be disaster and those are the things over and over again you can demonstrate standing up next to the disaster that is the biden presidency is you just every single time you all you have to do is point look at all the things going on
2: and remember that first debate is 13 months away
0: yep and there's only going to be three right maybe but they will be if he decides to do them
2: well the problem they will be a disaster problem is uh, uh uh ronald mcdaniel is going to insist that whoever is a nominee, uh, adm- uh, that they must publicly pledge that they will support the Democratic president <laughs> if he wins. Yes, that if he wins, that they will pledge their support to him. Well, you've you've got two you've got two aboard now. Desantis and Ramaswamy have said that they will endorse. Look, the GOP nominee. If, if you're in the field and you believe
0: that you need to be on that debate stage, what you do if you're not Trump, you absolutely need to be there and it and you are concerned about this pledge you make the pledge now and you break it later if you if you think you need to i changed my mind and i am not going to do this blah 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 it, it, it could be very different for a year from now but you do it and you just get on stage and nobody cares about the pledge you hope nobody cares about the pledge a year from now which they won't because conservatives don't care about this stupid pledge it's ridiculous uh you saw the second debate is going to be on fox business
2: which is fox
0: yeah (laughs) and then the third debate will be on fox nation
2: (laughs) and the fourth one on fox Fox sports Sports. (laughs) foxnews.com then fox sports yeah
0: i i you know when you when you um when you put all that out there, it's just, it, it's absolutely ridiculous that the GOP is doing that. But you can, people change their minds.
2: Yeah, nobody is demanding that. Yeah, right. What, Repu- I've, did you hear, have you heard, is any discussion from any Republican no. voter no. that I need before the debates happen that they will pledge their loyalty to the eventual nominee? Right.
0: No. And, and by the way, if, Let's say it is Trump and DeSantis says, well, no, I changed my mind. I'm not going to follow through on that pledge. I changed my mind. That could be politically damaging for DeSantis. So it, you just let that play out on its own. This stupid idea of requiring them to make the pledge now to get on the stage is insane.
2: Well, right now, it's simply two people in the debate. <laughs> well, at least there will be two. At least <laughs> we can have a debate. Right. <laughs> Eight six six ninety red eye
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at eight six six, ninety red eye. Red Eye
2: Radio He's Eric Harley. I'm Gary McNamara. Any economic numbers coming out today? Yeah. Uh, Inflation for July. Oh, it's today.
0: Yeah, that'll happen at uh, 830 Eastern, so about two and a half hours away. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, CNBC making the point yesterday in one of their stories uh, that while the inflation may be lower, by the way, that would be inflation rate would be lower. It doesn't mean that the Fed is all geared up to claim mission accomplished just yet. And a lot of analysts believe the same, that they're not done on interest rates yet.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on